Another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island UK Series 8, Episode 56, Chris. And where would you like to start today? Well, Dave, we got what I thought was going to be the end of a couple at the start. That's how they alluded to it at the end of the last episode, but we didn't. It was pushed, so we got the family. Day, which I wasn't sure last week we were going to get it. Over the weekend, we'd seen it and that it was going to happen. And Andrew and Tasha, Dave, and I've got to say, my favourite character of the whole series, Tasha's dad. I thought it was <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> I mean, uh, bringing up Coco, I, I think someone put in... Yeah, I think someone put in the Discord, like, oh, you know, it seems a bit off. But it's such a northern dad thing to do, though, isn't it? You know, yeah, if you yeah. if you know, you know, don't tiptoe around it and don't kind of ignore it. Take the piss. <laughs> so yeah, I appreciated uh, him bringing that up as well. I thought it was brilliant. The one thing I, don't, I had a proper annoyance with, and I'm sure you're the same. And everywhere online was the same. He's probably not going to say is what the fuck's going on with the social distancing there, Dave? You know, like they've, they've got maybe two days of filming after this episode. I know they don't film it like day by day, so they are a couple of days ahead of us. But it's like, it's bollocks. We're not wearing masks. You don't have to wear them in Spain. I know, obviously, Dami's family, I think it was one of his sisters had COVID, didn't she? So I, I, I get that. He had to do a video link. But I was like, this is bollocks. You know, like, really? I was like, are we are we back in 2020? What's going on it's here? So weird, I, I had a bit. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I just found that stupid. It was, well, it's there for a reason, isn't it? And all these reality TV shows that we've been watching have done their best to show us a world that isn't in the middle of a pandemic and and having to social distance, you know, keep two meters from each other, don't have any contacts or anything. But, and in fact, for Love Island, I think they did it all by video, didn't they? That's how they've done it before. So this is the first time since the whole thing kicked off in 2020 where they've been able to go in but it was weird i mean i was thinking is it a spanish law thing because the thing is in in the uk now there's almost it's almost unrecognizable isn't it it's almost back to 2019 you know you go to the supermarket or whatever uh there's no social distancing there used to be all the uh arrows on the floor and stuff keep your distance walk this way you know down the the aisle kind of thing whereas now there's nothing i think if you go into you know if you go to the dentist or uh, you know a hospital or something i think it's yeah there are still remnants of that but yeah I, i was quite surprised and it was a little bit not, not jarring but it it just sort of reminded you because life pretty much is normal now isn't it and uh, yeah it was just weird to see that yeah yeah like i say just uh, it, it felt to me like someone was just going oh my god we can't be you know we can't afford a covid outbreak which i get because these people obviously been on planes and everything and to be, i mean the only thing i would say i suppose i'm sort of backtracking slightly is that i know a lot of friends and family have been on holiday and they've come back, Dave, with COVID, or one of them has. So 
Maybe mm. it's just that. They don't want the disruption for the last couple of days. So I'd sort of get it, but it just looked really odd. And obviously, everyone... It, look, I'll be honest with you, Dave, and Jordan hates hugs and that, but if I'd not seen Jordan for seven, eight weeks, Dave, I don't give a fuck about that TV yeah, show. Yeah. She's getting a hug. Whether, and she'll be probably happy that I don't hug her because she's... You know what I mean? But for me, I'd be like, you're getting a hug at least. You know what I mean? Like, There's no way I'm standing there. And, not, and I'm sure everyone listening to the same. So, yeah, it wasn't... Mm. Look, it wasn't game-breaking or anything like that. It just seemed quite strange. However, Dave, however, let's get back to the, to the actual event. So, that went well. Andrew and Tasha all seemed dead nice. I didn't realise he's family from Guernsey, so that's going to be interesting for their relationship. But everything seemed to be there. Adam and Paige, David. I, well, I was just going to finish off on um, Andrew and Tasha. I, Chris, I've warmed to them more and more. I I was at the point with them in the series where I'm just like, for God's sake, just both of you fucking go to opposite ends of the villa, you know, just ignore each other. You're just bad for each other. But with, with what they've been on, I do think, you know, if you're looking at longevity, you know, once they're outside the villa, I think these two might have a chance. You know, out, yeah. if I look across all the couples... And I think, okay, who's going to split up first? You know, and I don't, I don't think there's going to be too many that go on for that long. But um, I, I think Tasha and Andrew might go the furthest out of this lot. Mm, I think so, Dave. I do. I just that's a big separation. I went it across the channel and everything. But if you want to make it work, you make it work, don't you? So let's see. And yeah. I'm with you. I think, I think they're looking more plausible. But when. Adam and Paige's family came. So Adam got his dad, his best mate, Paige's mum and dad. Dave, Paige's mum don't fuck around. I've got to give her credit. <laughs> I love that. So I'm not buying it. And then she said about Jacks. I'll be honest, Dave, what I would get out of this, and, and it sounds, I've said this a few times recently, but I think Paige is playing a game. And I also think Adam's mm. playing a game. I think these two will be the first ones to split up now. I know I've like laughed and said, I think, I think these two are just absolutely blagging it. He's in Newcastle, she's in Wales. A bit like Andrew and Tash, but obviously they're not, they haven't got that separation of the sea. However, I don't believe what them two are both selling at all. I think mm. it's proper horseshit, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, I thought in the last episode, I thought Adam was laying it on thick about his redemption arc and how much better he is now, you know, this time. And with when he was talking to his family as well, I, I just thought he was laying it on thick as well. Just that, you know, oh, I'm so much better than before. All those things that you saw from season four, was it, when he was in, you know, just oh, yeah. just better now. Um, but I thought the best bit, like you, was Paige's mum. Where, yeah. you know, she's prepared to call it out. It's it all sort of reminded me, Chris, of when we when we were watching like The Bachelor and stuff, and they the the parents, they just they haven't read the script. They're like not buying it at all into this silly little fairy tale that their offspring is taking part <laughs> in. And you know, by saying, Well, yeah, yeah, I thought you were you were better with Jax. <laughs> just thought that was amazing. And so yeah, it's like Mom, we're supposed to be, you know, getting more votes right at the end now. But um, no, I, I thought, I thought essentially what her mum was saying there was more, even more than what she was saying, because it was like, yeah, you're just, this isn't you. I'm not buying any of it. I know you better than you think I do. And yeah, I'm not buying it. So I don't know. I've seen all these very conflicting 
views about Paige. She is a quite a polarizing character. And I think there's quite a few people like yourself who just think she's a massive game player. Um, I, I slightly on the fence about it. I, I haven't seen enough, but yeah, I, I did think the mum was funny. Yeah, and I, I will sort of back it up slightly and say, Dave, that she's not the only one who's playing games in the villa. So it's not like yeah. um, <laughs> she, she, she's, you know, she, she's, out. yeah, she, she stands out. But I think, I think the desperation, and obviously it doesn't matter when we're talking about the end of the episode, but the, the desperation in staying and that, I get it. The whole thing, the career, everything. But I just have no faith in them two at all, I'll be honest with you. And then we get... Dammy, I mean, you know, obviously, fortunately, Dammy's family, one of uh, I think his sisters got COVID day, which was sad. And I felt bad for him. I thought, oh, you know, because he was the only one who didn't have mm. anyone there. However, as true family, they laid into him and said, like, well, what are you doing? Why? And he's trying to, yeah. you know, I mean, he's trying to make a joke. And they're like, well, no, who does that? And I was like, mm. you know what? Fair play. That might be the kick up the arse he needs. You know, we've laid into him a bit, him and Luke and that. But I, I do think that. It was good of them to do that. Not because I'm like, yeah, go at Dammy, give him shit, but just to make him realise, like, you're messing with people's emotions. His family are invested. They love him. But they're saying that behaviour's not right. So mm. I thought that was brilliant, Dave. And they weren't the only ones to do that tonight. But I really liked the way they chatted to him because they made it in a way to say, look, Dammy, you need to reflect on what you've done, mate. And, mm. I, and that's what family and true friends should do because what it reminded me of tonight, and we'll talk about the other uh, couple this happened to, He's a bit like from his Faye last year. Faye's behaviour was a disgrace. Obviously, Teddy didn't douse himself in glory when he, he sort of copped off with that other girl outside the kissing games. So he was in the wrong. But Faye's behaviour throughout the series was ridiculous. And then when her friends and family came in, I remember when her friends or whatever, they just like just agreed with her, didn't they? It was her mm. sister and that. They were just like that. So they allowed that ridiculous behaviour. And that's why she's always got away with it because yeah. no one's actually said to her, what the fuck are you doing? Whereas with Dami and with Luca, and I'll talk about that, they, they were sort of saying, like, what the hell are you doing? So I did respect that a lot, Dave, and big respect for Dami's uh, sister and cousin for saying that to him. I thought it was really good. It was, but I think they gave him a bit of an out because they called him Deji. <laughs> oh, know? no, no, yeah, yeah, they did call him Deji, but I thought it was a bit fake, if I'm being honest. Well, whether it was or whether it wasn't, he was giving shit answers and responses, to be honest, because they were giving him some truth. And he was just saying, yeah, you know, I was, he was almost talking about it as if it was like six years ago. You know, well, I was just young and daft, you know, and didn't really, I wasn't thinking. And they were all, honestly, Chris, I thought they were shit answers. That was not the response of someone who's taking ownership of what they've done. And reflected yeah. on it. Yeah. It was just dismissing it as like something that happened in the past, you know. And technically, yes, it is in the past. It's behind us. But it was like a few weeks ago. It's not fucking six years ago. So I, I don't know. I, I thought the pressure they were putting on him there was good. But then when whoever it was said Deji, it gave him an out then. It was like a release yeah. valve because he could just go, oh, you know, and I bet he was so fucking relieved because he could go, oh, no, you're calling me dead, you kind of, and then the whole conversation goes away from that serious subject to, like, he, he can play the victim then. He can say, oh, like, you're calling me dead, you, I can't believe it. I'm getting this constantly. You know, I, I, I just, I was disappointed by that because it, you know, 
it was a learning moment or a potential learning moment. Whereas actually, I, I look at it and nah, I didn't learn anything from that. That's a, that's a good point, actually, Dave. Really good point. And, and you know, you said, and we both said, it's wound down this week. You know, it's gone real slow. We're not going to have any drama. And lo and behold, the biggest fucking wanker of the series, Luca, he steps up, Dave. He steps up and doesn't <laughs> disappoint to the very end. So his, his mum and dad come in. His dad's got the cod croc slipper things on. They come in, his mum's really upset seeing me. He was upset and that is his family. And she's got them glasses on the day and average same thing. So I was I was giving him a bit of bit of I'm gonna give him a bit of slack and say I think he might have been wearing them when he was thinking of his mum. He might be like a signal. You know, when he had them on and we were like, this looks ridiculous on such a young lad. But I think maybe it was a signal to his mum to say, you know, I'm missing you or whatever. You know, like if he was struggling, I don't know. I was trying to give him an out. However, you're fucking stretching there, but okay. yeah, I am stretching a bit. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a little bit subjective. But his mum was having none of it. Was she? She was like, "We need to have a chat when we get home." And he's like, "What?" And he knew what it was about. Exactly what you'd said in the Discord tonight. He's definitely been told by the producers without apology. We both said it. We weren't the only ones. That was all bullshit. Him and Dammy apologising to Tasha from nowhere had to be done. And I think that's what she's going to pull him on. However, I do also think that he's the kid who spent all his life kicking his fucking heels, stamping his feet. He's going to get his own way. And he's just give in eventually and go, right, yeah, whatever, you can, whatever you want. Because you could just see that tonight, Dave. Again, it's just not, for me, it's, there's nothing positive out of what he's doing at times. I really feel bad to keep going in on him. But I just, every time I see him, I'm like, you need a lot of growing up to do. Yeah. And this is where they come out and talk about, Oh, I had such a bad edit. No. I What I read from that was, you know, we could say he's grown up, he's been spoiled. I don't know if he's an only child, but he comes across like one um, and just a spoiled, entitled prick. Uh, I think his yeah. mum and dad come across like they've got a lot of money, quite honestly. Yes. And, you know, I, I think the way his mum was uh, trying to suggest that you know, maybe he's done something wrong. He's got that fucking face of thunder on him, like he's a six-year-old child being told he can't have sweets. And they like, "What? What do you mean? The Tasha stuff?" You know. And I was just like, "Oh, you are a, you are constantly showing us you're a massive fucking prick." And I, I, I was surprised. You know, it, you say about him, him showing the little. Uh, glasses holders as a signal for his mum but it didn't seem to show that he had massive respect for her it's not like she said something and he's, he's like oh i must have really fucked up there you know i, I must have done something wrong like my mum's calling me out and she knows we're on tv yeah. and everything no he's just like i've done nothing wrong again learned absolutely fucking nothing chris and you know it, a few people like and, and I've done it. I've said about, well, maybe Gemma's so laid back and relaxed because it comes with that kind of arrogance that you know you're going to walk out to, you know, privilege again. You're going to, a dad's bought her like a four million pound house that she's just going to walk into. She doesn't need 50K. She'll find that down the back of the fucking sofa. But yeah, considering her background, I think she is so much more humble than Luca is. And he just acts like such an entitled prick. And I, I think he is going to have no fucking idea how much crap he's going to come out to. Because I, 
you know, we have a laugh, we have a chat. Within a couple of days of the series finishing, we'll have forgot about the, this lot. Whoever wins, uh, apart from uh, if it's Davide and Ekinsu, of course, because I'll go yeah. down into the plus column of the reality radar. Um, but, you know, so no one will care about Luca. I certainly won't care about Luca. But there's plenty of people who, who fucking will be throwing him negative fucking toxic comments which i don't necessarily agree with but i I just think he's gonna have a rude awakening that a lot of people just think he's a massive fucking prick i think he's gonna come out and think he's gonna walk out to all this adulation and there's no doubt that some people will some fuckers are voting for him but i just think he he comes across as just a, a horrible nasty little fucker yeah, I agree with that. Completely agree with it. And I think I think he thinks he's telling the truth because proof in the pudding, again, and in fact, let's let's get the dates out of the way because I want to talk about that. But the proof in the pudding is, is what happened after, you know, the date. So the, we had yeah. Ekinsu and Davide, his mum and sister coming, gotta say they Italian accent, class, they're all chatting away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ekins family. I'm gonna be honest with you, Dave. Ekins brother there. Uh, he definitely was on Instagram straight after this, trying his hardest to get as many followers as he can. He knew the assignment, yeah. this kid, didn't he? He's definitely yeah. got uh, underscore Ekin's brother as his fucking, uh, you know, <laughs> that tag now. He's going to be trying everything to get that little bit of fame. Sam even said to me, she went, I think he's going to be on next year's show by the looks of it because he was proper cocksure of himself. But it was nice. They both said they loved each other. Everyone was chatting, all that, whether we believe it. I, you know what we were saying about being an actress, Dave? And we know a lot of them are fake on here. You know, it's part of the show. It's part of Love Island. We'll forget about it in a couple of months or whatever. But because she's an actress, when she's trying to be normal, when they're all sat on the actual veranda after all the families have been, and she's like, so, uh, so girls, what did you think of that? Or remember at the start, it just seems so fucking false. Whereas yeah. all the others are not actresses. And they seem more genuine than somebody who's supposed to be at. You know, that, that scene is what they obviously hear the tannoy from above saying, Dyke, go on the balcony. Ekin, you, you direct yeah, the yeah. conversation. You want to ask this question. But the way she delivers it is so... And you obviously all like, Paige, that's just like, I don't give a fuck, to be honest. <laughs> it's too early in the morning for this shit. You know what I mean? But I don't know, They We'll see at the end. I mean, I think they, they obviously get saved. But I think the whole thing about it is they are without doubt the front runners and then it's got to be Andrew and Tash for me because everyone else I just can't see anything coming no I um I I thought you were going to go back to Luca there actually so. I was sorry I was letting you talk about that but yeah right sorry. right I, I yeah I was left a little bit wondering where you wanted me to go there to be honest but but okay so I think the way Again, just fucking right prods on the nerve uh, Luca does at the minute. So everyone is like, look, you know, we had to pick someone and yada, yada. And everyone's being quite, you know, relaxed and sort of saying about, well, you know, what whatever it is, it is. And Luca's like, yeah, but if you pick me and Jem, I want to know why. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... Oh, you're just fucking winding me up even more now. Um, but yeah, he's fucking not happy. And so when they when they get saved, you get Paige and Adam. Obviously, they're booted out. They're not saved by the public vote. And then he he starts with the Inquisition, goes over to Dami in India first, uh, don't they? And Gemma's there as well, to be fair. But she's not giving it the whole Spanish Inquisition. 
you know, and again, he's he's asking the question, but he's not listening. He doesn't want to know the fucking answer. She's got a face like a slapped arse on him. And just, you know, there's nothing that Dammy in India can say that will appease him. He's just not having it at all. So, yeah, that was, a, again, another moment to wind me up, Chris. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, it even said straight away, as soon as they realised what the voting was, he had no problem picking Ekinsu and Davide. Or whoever. They had to pick two people, didn't they? That's where the votes came from. He had to pick two couples who they thought were the like, least compatible. And that was the whole point. So. I don't know what the fucking problem is. It's part of the game. Davide even said to him, you know, I'm not even bothered, but he was really pissed off mm. that three had picked him. And what annoyed me even more was that sort of controlling nature. You said about Gemma, and, and, and I do think she's quite grown up and thinking, but also she's fucking shit at picking boyfriends because the yeah. way he went over to Dam in India, and India was having none of it, and I was like, go on, India. And, I, and you know, I know them two together, they're not good friends together, I don't think. They're not good for each other, Dami and Lugo. They haven't been. I was all for Dami in India giving it him, and Dami did everything right there. He was like, mm. you know, we've got to pick two people. Why should I think he's? Ba- I think Luke is basically saying you should have picked Andrew and Tash. You shouldn't have picked us. You know, like what the fuck are you doing, sort of thing. But it's like it's a game. What does it matter? And I didn't like when he'd had enough. And as usual, when he doesn't like it, when they're coming back, someone comes back to him with a measured argument, whether he agree or disagree, or we agree or disagree. As, as like uh, what I was watching it, he went to Gemma. Come on, we're going. And she's like, well, you can see she's like, I don't mm. want to fucking go. But she gets up and goes. Mm. And if she doesn't nip that in the bud, she's been quite cutting with him and stuff. But if she does not nip that in the bud, they're going to leave a lot of fucking parties and get-togethers, Dave, because that's what Indy even said, when people want pictures with him. Basically, she was trying to say to me around about, wait, you're a possessive fucker. Mm. I don't like what you're doing to my friend. That's what she was saying. And then, I mean, then Gemma gets a bit asked, what, what happens is, though, Dave, and it's a classic thing, we all do this and we've all done this in relationships or whatever but it's the classic thing of she's backing Luca up when he's wrong she was sort of half agreeing with Dami in India but then when he actually well I'm not bothered I only care about people who like me I'm like no Gemma that's not what you want to say you've been so cutting and and truthful and you've done with him you've not stood his messing but you've you've sort of backed down and gone with him she's going to have no friends the way this is going Dave when this comes out She's going to have no fucking friends because he's going to alienate her and, and he's not going to like any of them. If they give him half a reason to judge their relationship or judge him, he will be, that'll be it. She'll have nobody. Just an absolute cocky is Dave. I'm sorry. And and how they're in the bottom four, uh, the top three or four, four. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because they've me. I thought they were, they were going to get booted off tonight, if I'm being honest, for his behavior. Yeah, I thought so. But again, I, I still I don't have uh, that much faith that people can really spot what he's doing there. And also, no. what what you've essentially done there, you're you're looking at the the trajectory that they're on as a couple. You can see the future, and like you say, you can see him alienating her from friends, from public appearances, all sorts. You can see, you know, if they were coming home, it's like. God, you were fucking laying it on thick there, weren't you? You know, when they were asking you for a photograph, you were going a bit over the top, weren't you? You didn't have to do whatever you did. You know, you can fucking see it. It is all there. And again, I speculated a few episodes ago that, you know, when we've mistaken the fact that she is so kind of down to earth and grounded, we've mistaken that for wisdom. It's fucking not wisdom. Because she might be able to look at other people and, and make some good judgment calls there, but she can't see her own situation there. 
And, you know, that's where you need someone else to actually point it out. And I I thought I was sort of rubbing my hands when, you know, Mother Owen was coming in. But, yeah, she said, fuck all. But she's clever enough. She's smart enough. She knows that, you know, she can say all of this after the show. So it would mean a lot to her daughter to, you know, um, uh, win this thing if that's the way it's going to go. So she's not going to fuck her chances up, you know, and you get a few comments about dad in there drops, don't you? So, yeah, he's so proud of her and whatever. But, yeah, I do. Gemma Rowan will be absolutely fine. But you would think other people, you know, who are in that same situation, trust me, it does not end well. No, no, I think so. I, I agree. I agree with that, Dave. And, but again, we go into the final episode and they're still there. So he's just going to absolutely make silly mistakes unless they just blind edit it out what he did tonight and it's just forgotten about. But I think we're going to have drama to the very end, Dave. I, I think we really we will, which is perfect because it's been pretty crap for a few days. So no, it's been good. So Dave, we've got a couple of emails. So... This one's from Amber, entertaining and educational. Well, not many people said about our podcast, Dave. So, hi, <laughs> <laughs> Chris and Dave. I started listening to your podcast a few weeks ago and it's quickly become a must-listen for me every morning. This week, I've been looking forward to your podcast more than the actual Love Island episodes as I don't enjoy watching couples taking care of plastic dolls and going on dates where they all repeat the same cliches. I really want Davide and Ekinsu to win, as I think Luca, Dami and Adam are complete dickholes. And although Tash and Andrew seem very sweet, they're extremely boring. Honestly, how can a couple that has been through as much drama as Tittygate or whatever still be dull as dishwater? <laughs> also, thank you for introducing me to the phrase, face like a pan of piss. I'd never heard it before listening to your podcast, and now I say it more than I probably should, especially when Gemma is on the screen. It has also spread amongst my group of friends. So well done for educating the Australian community. Love your work. Amber from Perth, Australia, Dave. So that's a crack. I think that's my saying a pan of piss. That's, that's mostly you, that. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's mine. So <laughs> the next one's from uh, Matt. And he's put, hey guys, Matt from Canada here. Absolutely continues to love your show, gents. Last year I got so bored by the last week, I stopped watching. I would have stuck with it had I known about your hilarious podcast last season. Continue the amazing work. I fucking can't stand Luca. What an absolute fucking tool. We all know how pissy he would be about receiving any votes from the couples. I wish so bad the public hadn't saved him and Jem just so we could point and laugh at his tantrum. No one else had a problem with receiving votes. We knew he was chatting shit in the morning before the vote revealed when all the boys said no hard feelings with whatever the vote result would be. Fucking swat that crybaby. What does Gemma see in this guy? <laughs> Finally, as a Love Island purist, I refuse to watch the American version. If you aren't familiar with Footboy Island, you're welcome. Get amongst it. It's on HBO. There are two episodes left out of 10 in the current second season. Do yourself a favour and check out the trailer on YouTube. You guys will love it. Bye for now, Matt. So we've been we've been asked that a few times, haven't we, Dave, for uh, Footboy yeah. Island? And and I am sort of interested in that one. There's the, the other one that's, I'm not sure if it's come out yet or it's coming out. The, the, the divorce one. The divorce one, yeah. yeah. The, the divorce partners are like fucking <laughs> choosing and giving them relationship advice and stuff. I think that just sounds horrendous. So I definitely do want to see that. But Christ, let's get Love Island out the way now. Yeah, please. <laughs> one more episode <laughs> after this one. <laughs> the last thing was from Jason and it's a quick release but Luca the sourpuss I hope you guys discussed this twat called Luca I wish he had gone home so badly but his constant crying is just too much I'm glad everyone called him out after Adam Page went home so thanks for that Jason and, and exactly what we'd said 
earlier. Like the kid has got a lot of learning and growing up to do, I think. And it's funny, isn't it? Because normally, like if we if we go in on someone, we we do get some opposing views and some like oh, I, I'm sure, and I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure there's people who like look he's, what he's doing is ultimately not that bad and kind of you know it'll it, get out and they'll become a better person and stuff. But no, it seems to be quite polarized. <laughs> Luca Isabella, and <laughs> and I think he just he's just consistently shown it. And you know, like I say I fucking amazed they they're in the top three you know purely on his behavior but i can only think that that Gemma's popularity has got them through there uh and people are also just ignoring the the red flags but chris we do have a uh a review over on apple podcasts and this one says my favorite love island podcast far better than the official love island podcast this podcast is able to tell it how it is with no constraints. It's also funny. I like how the hosts are easygoing with different opinions and welcome them. Wish I'd found them when I was watching Maths Australia. <laughs> Great job, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, fucking hell. Maths Australia, that is amazing, isn't it? So, thanks very much for that. And, um, yeah, I can't wait for maths as well, I have to say. Cannot. I cannot, Dave. It's what is it? One of my favourites, without a doubt. All of a sudden, it's just become top. The, the Aussie one was amazing. We were talking to one of our friends while we were just before Love Island came on tonight, and she's like, everyone keeps telling me, but I just couldn't get in. I'm like, you've got to watch it. Yeah. Maths Australia is the pinnacle for me. This has been brilliant, Love Island, though. I've got to say, this has been one of my favourites up until this last week. They did just a, they, they got the casting right of just an absolute bunch of twats, Dave, and that's what <laughs> fucking Love Island needs to be. <laughs> bunch yeah. of narcissistical pricks who absolutely are just ruthless and that's exactly what we've got because that's what makes Love Island when we have the couples coupled up from day dot and they don't deviate and all that it's pretty mm. crap no one can no one can break into that inner circle whereas this one as much as I didn't like the format of the public voting or you know at the start and everything and they didn't get to pick and that's why we haven't had true couples really with sort of people have just been thrown together because they know They've got to play the game. It's also created a lot of sniping, shitty behaviour, Casa more, everything. So I think if we look back, if that hadn't have happened, it was almost like the producers did know what they were doing for the change. So, uh, yeah, it's been a good <laughs> season, mate. I've enjoyed it. We haven't we haven't actually divorced each other yet, so we've done all right yeah. together on this. <laughs> no, it's, it's been great. And I think I have to say this is probably my favourite after uh, season five. I, th yeah. I still think, and whether that's because that was the first time I jumped on, that's probably got a little bit something to do with it. But I just think there were there were stronger couples that then split up and there was all the drama and stuff. So I, I think for me, five, I'm still putting that up on a pinnacle. But this is definitely a close second for me. Yeah, excellent, mate. Excellent. So big thank you to everyone who supported us, guys, over this this season. We've got one more episode to go. Uh, so as always, thank you for all the emails, messages, whether you agree, disagree, the good reviews, the bad reviews. We're not bothered. It's about me and David, just two friends talk about reality TV. And, and as long as you're listening and you're enjoying parts of it or whatever, you know, we love it when someone disagrees with us because we all have different opinions. So that's exactly what makes the world go round. So absolutely brilliant this season. But you do want to get a final email in before the last episode, guys. 
cbrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, tweet at us or Instagram. Send us any messages in at cbrealitycast. And if you do want to support us a little bit more, get over to patreon.com forward slash cbrealitycast, which has been unbelievable this season, the support on Patreon. So thank you so much, guys. It's been so, so humbling. So, Dave, I'm going to do the roll call of honour. Megan, Kay, Annabeth, Gavin, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Tom, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Need, Jacqueline, Noreen, Amy, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Hannah, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren, and Ken Gustafson. <laughs> Thank you again, mate. It's been a great episode. And I'll see you next time. Bye now. <laughs>